All right, it's Monday. It's fucking sucks already. Uh, WrestleMania, Saturday and Sunday. Uh, I need to try and get some energy here. So, holy moly, I have no energy. Just none. Just none at all. Oh, my goodness. Uh, I talked about WrestleMania Saturday. Uh, I enjoyed some parts of it. But now it's funny. It's it's a couple days have passed, and I'm trying to even remember what happened on Saturday. Stone Cold versus Kevin Owens. That was great. That was great. As I mentioned. Uh, oh, Becky Becky Lynch and and, and uh, <laughs> Bianca Belair. That was that was really good. That was like that felt like WrestleMania. That just felt like a match that had a good story, a good build, two good athletes. Two good characters that the fans have connected with for a long time now, and uh, and they got to really have some time to tell their story in the ring, and that was great. Uh, the Mysterios match against Miz and that fucking asshole uh, was better than it had any right to be, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, it's still, just the ending just doesn't make any sense. Like, why didn't the Mysterios win? And then Miz turns on Logan Paul, Jake Paul, whoever he is. So I still don't get it. Uh Sunday, wow. <laughs> There's not much to talk about. Well, it, I shouldn't say that because it started out like I was really into the first few matches of WrestleMania Sunday. And uh, that tag team match was good. Orton and uh, and Matt Riddle against the other guys. And that was a fun, like that's like a perfect opening match for WrestleMania like fun lots of you know popular guys good good stuff that was good and then a little thing at the end with uh that gable steveson guy i don't know okay look i'm not gonna get too excited about anybody when i first saw they brought kurt angle into wwf at the time on sunday night heat probably like six or so it was a long time before he actually made his debut and i remember seeing him getting in the ring and get he got physical. I want to say it was like Tiger Ali Singh or one of those. It was somebody, and I was like, "That's Kurt Angle." And that's like, we're supposed to be excited about this dude with like he doesn't have much of a look. Uh, I don't know. I'm not that. In, it, and I've kind of felt the same about Gable Stevenson. It's like, well, he's never been in the WWE ring before. Uh, he threw a, a good little suplex. It reminded me of Kurt Angle. Like I think Kurt Angle came out on an episode of Sunday Night Heat back in like 1998 or nine or something long before he actually made his debut and he threw a, you know, a couple of suplexes and then that was it. And then you didn't see him again for until November, what was it? November of 1999. So, uh, so this guy came in and, you know, they're, they're really, they're pushing the shit out of this guy. Like this wasn't Sunday night. He, this was WrestleMania. So they're, they're obviously very high on this Gable Stevenson fellow. Um, so that was that was fun. He got physical. I love the jackass Johnny Knoxville thing. Some you're either gonna hate it or you're gonna love it. To me, that's I love when WrestleMania has a little of everything. Uh, it has to have at least one, at least one. I mean, if you're gonna have two nights, you have to have at least two. Uh, you know what I would say: five star, four or five star matches where everybody's just like, "Wow, what a great match!" And they're all talking about the match. Well, that was a cool match. Um, I don't know that night one really had that. Well, no, they, they did. They did. Jesus, my memory, Bianca Belair and Becky Lynch. That was the, the, to me, that was the match of the night as far as a good match. The match that was my favorite, um, it wasn't a great wrestling match or anything, but my favorite was, yeah, Stone Cold and Kevin Owens 
because uh, it was cool to see Stone Cold one last time getting into a good old fashion a good old fashioned Texas brawl. Uh, open a can of whoop ass. Uh, anyway, and and then Sunday, yeah, liked the opening tag. I liked Johnny Knoxville versus Sami Zayn. Again, I like when WrestleMania has a little of everything. Has the five star, four star matches. Has uh, you know something that's a little more, a little goofier. Has maybe a throwback to some legends. Has some surprises. Um, yeah, and it it, it kind of had all of that. I, I would say. Um, oh, and the coach. See, I've already forgotten. Cody Rhodes was the surprise on Saturday night uh, against Seth Rollins. I've already forgotten that match. I will be interested to hear Cody Rhodes on the microphone tonight, and then that will probably be the end of me caring about Cody Rhodes in WWE, just as just as it was when he was in AEW. I was only just only slightly interested in him. Uh, he just doesn't do it for me. Uh, I think there's like uh, yeah, whatever. I think there's a level of arrogance that that is is f- uh, somewhat transparent. He seems like a good guy. Again, the stories of Cody Rhodes and Big E hanging out in the hotel room with John Huber's son, like the night that he died or the night before he died or whatever it was back in December of 2020. It's like, yeah, he's a good, seems like a good person. I just, it's, I've never connected to him on any level, like as a wrestling character. Uh, anyways, I hate to say it, but I thought Stardust was the most entertaining stuff that he did in WWE when it was Stardust and Goldust. The Dust Brothers. <coughs> um, okay, so and that was a good match too on Saturday. Uh, so you had you had the good matches on Saturday and, and the surprises, um, and the celebrity stuff, and then Sunday you had a little bit of you know a lot of the same, and the good matches to me, yeah, that tag team match, the jackass thing was like that's that is as sports entertainment as it gets, you know Vince Vince does not like the term pro wrestling as we know Vince McMahon. Hates the term pro wrestling. He created the term sports entertainment, which is, uh, you know, it's whatever. It's it's over-the-top stuff. It's it's the athleticism, but it's the drama. It's the surprises. It's stuff that is, you know, it's the notion that you can do anything in the wrestling ring. It doesn't just have to be wrestling. That's what we had last night, and it was fun. My only critique is I wish, um, I wish Steve-O had, you know, Steve-O would have gotten a huge reaction if he showed up from uh, from underneath the ring or something but i i think maybe maybe stevo has no fucking interest in in wrestling whatsoever um i think he's a he seems like he's a fairly sh- as as outrageous as he can be he seems like he's a fairly shy uh fellow so maybe maybe that's just not his thing the notion of being in front of 70 some odd thousand people uh but you got chris pontius and Wee Man, I mean, Wee Man body slamming Sami Zayn, I thought was hilarious. If you've seen the Jackass movie, there were some of the pranks, you know, just out of nowhere, Sami Zayn gets smacked with a big hand. I thought it was great. It's It was like, might have been the most entertaining portion of the night last night, quite honestly. And I had no expectations. And that's the great thing of low and no expectations. Because uh, I was looking at that and I'm like, yeah, I don't care about this match at all. And then I watched it. And I'm look. I'm I'm way more interested into the matches that are early on the card because I got to get ready for bed. Kids got to get ready for bed. You know, we have it's it's a Sunday night. It ain't it ain't the old days where I'm just chilling and drinking on a Sunday and watching WrestleMania. I'm 
Uh, that's that's those days are gone. <laughs> They're gone. Um, so yeah, so I'm I'm the first hour hour and a half of the show until like nine thirty ten. Uh, I can I can kind of hang with that a little bit, but you know I'm also doing other shit in the background. This isn't it ain't high school where I'm just sitting there in the same chair for three four five hours without moving and just glued to the wrestling thing. I that's not happening with anything. Um, but I did I did watch very intently that whole jackass match, and it was a lot of fun. Am I going to go back and watch it ever again? Probably not. <laughs> you know, maybe, but not anytime soon. But it was a lot of fun, and I really enjoyed it. And that's because I'm not going to go watch, watch anything, and I don't have time to go back and watch anything. But it was fun to watch live, and, uh, and I enjoyed it. Uh, New Day versus I didn't even I guess that match was like a minute and a half I missed all of it I loved that New Day came out with Biggie's uh, outfit a tribute to Biggie that was great uh, what other match uh, Edge versus AJ Styles I people are talking about what a great match it was I didn't capture that I wasn't paying a lot of attention but I didn't think it was all that great it had the potential to be the best match on the card. And I think we have to finally just admit to ourselves, like, these dudes... I mean, you go back to the 90s when they had the new, what was called the new generation of WWE. The WWF new generation is unbelievable. And it was Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart and Diesel and The Undertaker and Yokozuna and Razor Ramon and Owen Hart and Jeff Jarrett and the British Bulldog and Lex Luger. Bam, bam, Bigelow. It was either... It was either younger guys or guys who were, you know, they were getting away from the big, you know, because it was the steroid trials, so they needed, like, not to have big jacked-up guys. So the big guys that they did have were just naturally huge. Kevin Nash is a naturally humongous person. And the big guys that they had could actually, like, move in the ring. Like Bam Bam Bigelow and Vader. Yeah, Diesel and those guys. They could actually... Yokozuna. So he's like six, seven hundred. He's huge, and he's doing leg drops, and he's flying around the ring like he's Rey Mysterio. That's what the new generation was. But these guys were pretty young. They were guys in their twenties and thirties. And the Macho Man was like, we realize that now he's like in his. He was in like his early to mid forties, and he was the old man on the roster. Rowdy Roddy Piper wrestled Jerry the King Lawler at the nineteen ninety four King of the Ring, and like. Those two guys in their 40s who <laughs> were like the old timers. And now you have Edge and AJ Styles, and it's like, all right, here's two of the two of the better wrestlers on the card. And it's like, yeah, but they're Edge is uh, is closer to 50 than he is to 40. And I'm not sure about AJ. I think he's mid-40s, maybe. Is he what, like 45? I'm not really sure how 44, 45. I don't know. But these guys aren't young. When you got a combined age that's 90. I'm sorry. I don't care how good you are or good you were. It's just you're you're only going to be able to do so much. And AJ Styles ain't getting any younger either. His best days are behind him. And and honestly, like, what? The best match to me that AJ Styles has had at WrestleMania was in 2017 against Shane McMahon. They just pulled out all the stops in that match. They went they went for it all. They did everything. It was crazy. It was fun. And then I think about, like, the year before was AJ Styles versus Chris Jericho. Eh, 10 years ago, that would have been, 15 years ago, that would have been something. It was, uh, nobody remembers that match. I'm sorry. Shinsuke Nakamura versus AJ Styles should have been, like, 
an easy, just like, oh my God, five-star classic. And it just, just never, it just never clicked. And yet Shinsuke has those matches with like Sami Zayn and other guys who are a little bit younger. So it's like, you start to wonder like, eh, eh. and then I don't know what AJ had in the last tag team match with Omos. Anyway, it's, it's just not, they're just, you know. Not not doing the same stuff that they once were. And AJ's still very impressive. And so is Edge. It's still just impressive that any look at me. A fat slob. You think I could do I could barely I don't know that I would be able to walk slowly to the ring at WrestleMania down that ramp and not be winded. And uh so the fact that these guys are doing all this stuff, who am I? It's 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 still incredible. It's still incredible. Um What else? Yeah, speaking of almost, they had almost almost Versus, uh, uh, whatchamacallit, Bobby Lashley. I don't, I still, I don't understand that one either. If like Omos, you got the Undertaker telling people that almost Omos, whatever his name is, is like the next Andre the Giant. He reminds you of Andre the Giant because he's just a big dude, but he could, you know, he's, he's not going to be doing, you know, flying head scissors or anything like that, but he's, He's impressive to look at. He's impressive to watch. And then like, okay. And then on Monday Night Raw, oh, he got taken off his feet by Bobby Lashley. And then at WrestleMania, oh, he got beat pretty easily by Bobby Lashley. So it's like, okay. Off to Great Kali land for Omos, where he's a big hulking giant. And he'll, you know, I think his badass days, maybe they're over. And maybe he's already. And like, why wouldn't you have Omos just, just crush Bobby Lashley? I don't get it. I don't understand anything. Uh, what else did they have? They had a women's tag team match that uh, was kind of a mess. A lot of weird spots where, you know, just stuff didn't didn't quite go. The moves weren't quite going the right way. It's a little ugly at times. But I still enjoyed it because I like, I like when there's clusterfucks. I like when there's a bunch of people just all over the place doing whatever. Um, so I was entertained by it. Uh, Naomi and Sasha Banks won, which was great. I predicted Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan, but I'm glad uh, Sasha and Naomi uh, won. That was awesome. Uh, Pat McAfee versus Austin Aries. Not a particularly good match, but it had, again, more sports entertainment. You got Vince McMahon at ringside, which I figured you've got, you know, the place is going crazy for Pat McAfee. I mean, they love him. And he's very entertaining. He's a guy that sometimes I get I'm like, okay, I'm getting a little it's it's an, it's a bit much. Small doses of Pat McAfee are very entertaining. And uh yeah, that was a that was a very fun match. Pat McAfee what's crazy is Pat McAfee beats uh Austin Theory, who's a young up and coming guy. So it's like, okay, Austin Theory loses. Fine. And and then we have a bonus match, Pat McAfee versus Vince McMahon. And Vince McMahon takes off his shirt, and it's just like, oof. You know, you think back to 1998 when 50-something-year-old Vince McMahon took off his shirt for the first time, and you're like, holy shit, this dude is jacked. Holy fuck. Um, anyway, uh, and, then, and then last night, it's like, the dude's 76. You're getting you're getting the best possible physique that any 76-year-old man can have. And so when Vince McMahon takes off his shirt, it's like, yeah, that's 
that's pretty much what a, a really, uh, you know, <laughs> really athletic or in shape 76 year old is going to look like still ain't something that, you, you know, he still looked like shit, but he looked good at the same time, if that makes sense. You know, the guy is, he's, you know, it's, it ain't, it ain't 1998 Vince though, but it's not 1998 Stone Cold Steve Austin either. So Vince, uh, you know, they, they do the sneak attack on Pat McAfee. Vince pins Pat McAfee. Of course he does. Uh, and then, and then of course the glass breaks and out comes Stone Cold for another, another ass whooping for night number two, which is nice because the fans, they got to see the Undertaker on night one and night two come out and just kind of wave and do his hall of fame thing. And you got to see stone cold on both nights too. And that's the bummer about having the two night WrestleMania. It's like, Oh, you gotta, you gotta choose which one you're going to get tickets for both. You're going to get tickets for just one. And you know, there's going to be shit on either of those like that. You're going to want to see. I don't, I don't know if I thinking back, I think I'd probably would rather have had tickets to night one, but night two had a lot of fun stuff that I would have liked to see as well. Which is why I don't go to any WrestleMania. I, I'm happy to sit home and watch it. Uh, yeah, so that was a fun little thing. And Austin came out and gave the worst... Well, this is not really on Stone Cold Steve Austin. When I say he gave the worst Stone Cold Stunner in the history of Stone Cold Stunners to Vince McMahon. Uh, Vince McMahon <laughs> did the worst job in the history of Stone Cold Stunners of taking the Stone Cold Stunner. And if you can see... I mean, the video is pretty easy to find. He gives him a, Austin gives a kick to Vince, just like he always does. And then Vince goes like stumbling backwards. Like, he looks like he's like twinkle toes. He's just like, yeah, he's just stumbling backwards. Luckily the ropes were there. He would have fallen out and broken his neck. Uh, And Austin's like trying to grab him. And then he finally, he pulls Vince down for the stunner. And Vince just, his legs, his legs crumple like a, like a paper bag in the wind. He just, then he just goes down. It's like, okay, that's enough, Vince. You got physical at WrestleMania. You had a WrestleMania match one last time. Stone Cold Steve Austin and Vince McMahon both had matches at WrestleMania this year in 2022. 25 years <laughs> after their feud began, Stone Cold and Vince McMahon were feuding. And, oh, it's just the, the worst Stone Cold stunner ever. And even Austin's just laughing. Like, you can see him like, motherfucker. He doesn't give a shit though. He's like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> that's, that's what you get. And uh and that was that. And then was there a match after that? I don't even I I don't know the order of events. I can't remember. Edge versus AJ Styles was okay. Um and then the final match, I actually I fell asleep. I did as I said. I I had it on my phone with my earbuds in cuz it was so late. It was like almost midnight. And I was just I'm just up late on Sundays. Uh I don't know, just the, it's the Sunday night usual bullshit, right? Uh, so I was I was kind of watching it on my phone in the bed and had the earbuds in listening to it. And I fell asleep, but I woke up just in time to see Roman Reigns beat Brock Lesnar. And that's the right thing. I'm glad that's how it went down. Uh, so that's good. Roman is the, the unified champion, whatever they call it. A unified universal champion or something. Um, and it was a good, just two big bastards just trading their big moves back and forth suplexes and superman punches and power moves and you know all the all the usual crap i did expect that the rock would come out that didn't happen um but that's all right whatever 
Uh, still seems like Rock and Roman Reigns is going to be the match for next year because they're going to be in LA. It's going to be you know there's it's one of it's again that thing like instead of just saying WrestleMania is coming to Los Angeles like the Super Bowl was there right you don't have uh, you don't have the Super Bowl uh, you don't have the NFL saying the Super Bowl's going Hollywood this year but anytime Vince brings WrestleMania to Los Angeles it's like we're coming to Hollywood. WrestleMania goes Hollywood, and that's the whole thing. You know, it's got like the gold looking like the Oscars for next year. So yeah, WrestleMania, Hollywood. So I can't imagine The Rock is not going to be part of that WrestleMania. And I tend to wonder, like, will all of the? I mean, I know Batista retired a few years ago, the match against Triple H. But I don't know. Could there be something? I, I feel like they're going to bring out any of the wrestlers who are in Hollywood right now. Like, I would be shocked if John Cena didn't have something going on at WrestleMania next year. The Rock, that's just my guess. But who knows? Maybe not. Maybe they will. Maybe they won't. Uh, either way. Oh, and Triple H kicked off Sunday night WrestleMania. He is he is retired officially. He had a heart attack or some, they say, a heart episode, a cardiac episode. I mean, to me, it sounds like a heart attack. The dude has pacemakers. Like... That's more than an episode to me. That's a whole series. <laughs> that's a that's a whole box set. <laughs> I think he, yeah, he had some something along the lines of a heart attack sometime last August, September. Uh, which, when you think about, like, I'm sure the pressure that he's been under and producing that NXT show for all these years and all these great stars, and then Vince just says, yeah, we're done with that. We're going to do my version of NXT. This just has to be a lot of stress. And he's also your father-in-law. So, like, I, I just can't if – if the, if the guy who runs the company and you report to for work is your dad and another executive is your wife. And so, like, business, personal, anything, you're just, like – you're just there all the time. And I, I don't know. That seems I, – I would – yeah, I'd be having a heart attack by now too. Just – I don't know. Anyway, Triple H is retired. He came and, you know, welcomed us all at WrestleMania, got to do his entrance. Frankly, two things. I was worried just watching him do the entrance. Like, oh, my God, should he even be doing this? I mean, obviously, the guy's never going to wrestle again. He's got a pacemaker. I hope that we never see Triple H administer a pedigree or or even any kind of move ever again. I, I, I just, you know, just, okay, you're done. Great career. I'm sorry you didn't get to leave on your own terms with one last farewell match, but you've had a bunch of them. And uh, let's be honest, most of the WrestleMania matches that, that Triple H has had are not that good. If you take out his matches with The Undertaker and anything involving Shawn Michaels, oh man, it's a it's a whole uh it's a whole bunch of fun. Anyway, um uh what am I trying to say here? But it was, you know, it was a sad moment because Triple H has done a lot. Uh, yeah, I think of a lot of his WrestleMania matches, and they don't, they're not that great. Uh, the match with Randy Orton, the match with Jericho, uh, the match with Roman Reigns. Like, there's just a lot of them that are kind of like, eh, eh. Booker T, well, that was a big, big disappointment, especially the ending of that one. It just, you know, a lot of, a lot of crappy endings to WrestleMania matches with Triple H. Um, but also had some good ones, and they all involved Shawn Michaels or The Undertaker. Uh, anyway, I guess the match with Brock was pretty good a few years ago. Uh, 
but he's he's had but you can you he's had a ton of really good matches with Shawn Michaels, with Undertaker, with Stone Cold, with Cena, with Lesnar, with Batista, with you know any any number of guys over the years. He's had some really good matches. Ric Flair, man, a lot of, a lot of cool stuff. Um, and it's sad that he didn't get to have a a farewell final send off match. Ironically enough, Batista's farewell match now is going to end up being Triple H's farewell match because he hasn't wrestled, to my knowledge, since 2019. Uh, which also leads me to believe that maybe he's had heart issues this whole time and it just kind of kind of came to a boil last summer. But it was sad. He left his boots in the ring. That's like the traditional wrestler, like, hey, I'm done, I'm retired kind of thing um, to indicate that, like, yeah, his career's over. Uh so, but two things from that, it was it was a nice moment. Got to have one last WrestleMania sort of entrance, um, and then uh, just just seeing him get all like, "Welcome to WrestleMania!" Like I was like, "Oh my god, dude, be careful! Just be careful! Don't die in the middle of the ring! Come on!" Uh, and then he he did the the water spit that he always does. Stands on the apron, takes a swig of that water bottle. Uh, swig out of the water bottle and then spits the the mist in the air and it's a cool visual effect but it's also like hey dude oh <laughs> uh, I, mean, I would hate to be like in the first uh the first row or two uh at ringside <laughs> or the announcers or the timekeepers and all of a sudden you feel like a little speck like what's that oh it's triple h's saliva on me okay during a pandemic okay very good very good um Anyway, I didn't uh the thing about WrestleMania is it's always it's so long. I mean, when you look at both nights, it's what uh four it's like 8 hours. 4 hours on Saturday, 4 hours on Sunday. These things used to be th- just under 3 hours. <laughs> and they had all the main eventers and all the great matches and everything and it was plenty. Now these things are there's just so long and there's commercials and there's videos and they have to show a recap of all the matches that happened last night like we watched it. What do you think we skipped night 1 and just like we saw, you don't have to show us. We were there. Um but there's there's always enough to say like yeah, I was pretty satisfied. I was fairly satisfied. I thought it was better than last year's. Uh, certainly better than two years ago, but I mean, that's what can you do two years ago? Uh, not better than the ones before that, like in 2019, 2018, seven, those I thought were pretty, pretty good string of WrestleManias like WrestleMania. Yeah. 20, 25, 26, 27 sucked. 28 was really good. 29 was okay, but he had a great undertaker CM Punk match. 30 was great. All the Brian Danielson stuff and Austin and Hogan and Rock in the ring to start off the WrestleMania and just lots of lots of cool moments and things. Uh, Thirty one, I loved Seth Rollins cashing in again at the end and the NWO and DX having a brawl and Sting's one and only WrestleMania match, the ladder match, Orton giving that that uh, huge RKO to Seth Rollins. There's a lot of cool memories at, at WrestleMania 31. 32, again, was great. Texas had had some really big matches there. 33, yeah, that was a good one, too. In Orlando, 34, New Orleans, yeah, I guess that was okay. And then 35 was great just because of Kofi Mania. Kofi Kingston against Brian Danielson was 
just a just like to me the last great WrestleMania match where I'm just like this is what it's all about this drama this intrigue this story the emotion and having a great great match on top of it that was to me yeah 2019 was the last like great WrestleMania worthy WrestleMania match and uh 2020 yeah you had those cinematic matches that were fun but it's all in the performance center and the pandemic and it sucked not their fault that's just that's how it is uh last year's wrestlemania was fine but nothing i just i remember so little about last year's wrestlemania and it was it was okay it was all right um i really don't remember i don't fucking remember any of it and then and then this year's was definitely so this was the best one in best wrestlemania in three years for sure uh stone cold whooping some ass that was good the jackass stuff i liked Bianca and Becky, I really liked uh, the Cody Rhodes surprise return, which was not really a surprise because everybody knew. Still, still a cool moment. Uh, and in a week, I'll be back to not caring about Cody Rhodes, <laughs> most likely. Um, yeah, and some surprises, and yeah, it it had a, it had a, a little bit of everything, but it just had so goddamn much. There's just so much in between. Um, but it was a fun, you know, it's WrestleMania. And the title change, Brock and, and 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 Roman, good good ending. Roman's the guy who needed to win, of course, so I'm very glad that he did. And hopefully he will not lose for a very, very long time. Uh which I frankly I think that's the until unless he gets injured, I think Brock, I think Roman is going to be your champion for a very long time. And I'm okay with that because he's he's the best thing going right now. The bloodline, all that stuff with Paul Heyman. Anyway, that's it. That's my WrestleMania recap. Enjoyed it. It was fun. And uh, and now it's back to reality. Go to birthdayboyshop.com, get merch. We'll talk to you next time. Later, Gators.